I'm Lisa Popchak, and you're listening to Momfidence, for moms at every age and every stage. Being a mom is wondrous and delightful, but also at times exhausting and overwhelming and confusing and frustrating. Momfidence is a place for moms to come for encouragement, comfort, some new tools, and the confidence boost you need to be the mom you want to be. Welcome back to Momfidence, everyone. I'm so glad to be with you today. As you know, I am Lisa Popchak. Joining me today is Rachel Isaac, who happens to be my daughter. So a very special Momfidence here as we discuss the you know stages of motherhood and how we get through all this with some form of sanity and, and stability. Rachel is a pastoral counselor with CatholicCounselors.com, and she is the founder of the St. Sebastian Center for Performance Excellence. As a wife and mother herself, she focuses on the psychology of success in all areas of life, and I'm so glad to have her with us today. I learn things from her every day, and we happen to share a really good understanding of motherhood together, and we thought it would be fun to just do this together and be with you today as you move along your way of motherhood and try to figure it all out no matter what age or stage you're at. Rachel, thank you for being part of Momfidence today. I'm so happy to I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. I think it's going to be really cool. I agree. And I, I just think as as we kind of talked about this in our own time, the idea of finding yourself in motherhood and how there are all different stages of motherhood and how we constantly can be led into a state of disequilibrium as mothers because things change so often. We thought it would be really, really good to unpack it and just kind of share as, as a community that no mom is alone when we feel this way and maybe some tips on what we can do to feel a little bit saner and better and, and more ourselves in all of this. So I know this is something for you that as a different stage of motherhood than I am at, um, you know, you and, and some of your friends have really talked about the idea of who am I now? You know, I maybe even grieving some of your life before your children came. Like, absolutely, you're thrilled to be moms. You love your kids. But that idea of like, who am I? How do I figure out who I am? Do I even exist anymore in motherhood? Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, I like you said, I mean, it's something that I experienced, like you shared, um, again, in our own time, something that you've experienced, my friends and I have talked about it. Um, and I talk a lot about this with clients as well, that, you know, we do, you know, as mothers sort of have this hard time, sort of reconciling who we used to be, and who we are now. Um, and who we are in each stage of motherhood as well, because that's constantly evolving and changing, you know, and as soon as we think we figured it out, they, you know, go through another growth spurt and it changes again, right? And yes, and I that's think- not just in the early years, that's in no. everything. So, you know, I have many um, peers in my stage of mothering who are going through the you know, who am I now that they're leaving the nest or who am right. I now that they're in high school and they don't, you know, need me every second or maybe need me more. So right. it really never changes. Even when all your children are out of the nest, you're still trying to figure out who you are as a person and who you are as a mom. Right. And I think it can be so hard because that in and of itself is a challenge. And then it comes with all of these other yeah. challenges, right? It, it comes with a lot of the shoulds 
you know, that should self-talk yeah, of, you know, I think I should be doing this. I should be, you know, this way. I shouldn't be feeling this way. And then when we deal with those shoulds, I think we deal with a lot of guilt, right? You know, like you were yep. saying before, you know, you love your kids. You don't love them any less, but maybe you also have this hard time of like, oh my gosh, I used to be able to go to the bathroom alone. Never mind. <laughs> I used to be able to engage in the hobbies that I love that make me feel like me. And I haven't been able to do that in X yes. amount of time. Right. Yes. And, and so it's this sort of conflict. And then there also, I think, comes in a comparison game, right? Of, you know, the shoulds, I think, compound this, right? But the comparison game of, you know, I see this other mother doing these volunteering things or do, you know, going out and doing, you know, exercise classes or going out and being with her friends. And I'm not doing that, you know, should I, or if I don't even want that, right? Because yes. I am maybe enjoying being home, but I'm yes. seeing somebody else doing that. Then I still have that self-talk of like, maybe I should be doing that. Or even have your friends saying to you, you know, why don't you ever come out with us? Yes. Why don't we have a girl's night? Why don't we have, you know, why don't you do this thing? You need to be more well-rounded. It's like, well, you're not the mother of my child. So I think exactly. I get to what that relationship should be. But that doesn't mean those voices aren't still playing in your head, even if you are decisive about your choice. Exactly. And, and I think too, then like the marriage comes into play, right. Of, you know, mm -hmm. then you see maybe other people's spouses doing this, that, or the other thing. And you know, maybe that's not what is working in your marriage or maybe that's what you do want, but that's not where it's at. Right. <laughs> like Again, there are so many yeah. factors to it, but I think all of those factors can make us more and more confused about our role as mothers and as human beings, who are we in yeah. our role of motherhood. Yeah. And I, I think the first step here that I want to lay out, which is something we often lay out in Catholic Home, we often we talk about this so much on More to Life, our radio show, that everyone is unique and unrepeatable. Mm -hmm. So the first thing before we really unpack our own internal dialogue on this stuff is when you're feeling those shoulds, especially if they're coming from an outside source your family, your, you know, your mother-in-law, your girlfriends, whoever that is, even, you know, your, the people that you have that, that kind of online relationship with, even if you don't know them, but you follow them and you're yeah. hearing all these voices in your head, realize that you and your family now, your child or children, your spouse you're unique and unrepeatable. What is absolute for somebody else does not even have to cross your threshold if it doesn't work for you and your family. So that's the number one reminder that I want to give to everyone. God created you and all of those family members as unique and unrepeatable people. You can take bits and pieces of advice or guidance from people, but you really have to be able to say, does this work for me and my people? If it doesn't, throw it away. If it does tailor it to your life, because that's right. the first step in sorting it all out. And I a hundred percent agree with that. And I would add to that. And this is kind of one of my favorite topics to talk about actually, because I think it comes up for us in so many different areas of our life, but in order to really practically do what you're describing, I think we have to move from this mindset of comp competing with other people to complimenting mm -hmm. other people, right? Because 
you know, like you said, you know, we're not, we're all unique and, and, and unrepeatable people. I am not this other person. Right. And so we are therefore not in competition with each other. My life yeah. does not have to look like your life. Success to me does not have to look like what success, you know, looks like to you or the person that I'm following on Instagram or whatever that might be. And you know, can I just and- emphasize that's especially true if it's your mother or your mother-in-law. Yes. <laughs> it really absolutely. is because we can so often think, oh, they, they raised me, so they must have all the answers because I'm okay. Um, and then we put all this pressure on ourselves to do it their way or to make them happy. Right. And we really have to realize it's not even a competition with the people. Or who maybe they're saying you need to do it this way or that way. And you're actively maybe trying to do it differently for whatever reason. Yeah. And then you still deal with that sort of back and forth. Right. And so right. that's where I think we have to shift our mindset to it's not, I'm not competing with another person. We can compliment each other. And that's yeah. where we, I can be inspired by something that maybe stands out to me that I see. I might see another person using yeah. X, Y, or Z strength in a particular way in their life or in their parenting or in their, their relationships. But, you know, and I can say, okay, how could I maybe integrate that into my life and make it work for me? Right. In or that unique strengths- and unrepeatable way for you. Exactly. Yeah. What strengths do I have that I could kind of bring or grow in you know, to help bring more of this into my life, right? But I'm still making it my own. I'm still taking that ownership over it. I'm not competing with them to make it look identical. Right. And and let's let's talk about this some more because I think a lot of people would say, I don't even know my strengths at this point. I'm just in a place where I don't really know who I am and I'm grieving. Like let's talk about the fact that it's okay to be in a state of, of some form of grief over, yeah. like you said, even simple things. Like I've talked, I've done this in ad nauseum in talks that, that Greg and I have done over the years where we talk about like, we'll talk about romance and, and mm-hmm. creating love lists and things. Honest to goodness. I never thought that on a list of ways that I would feel loved, there was a whole segment of my life because, you know, you guys are pretty spread out. My kiddos are really spread out where I would like the top thing on my list wasn't, you know, take me out for a weekend or buy me jewelry or take me to a fancy dinner. It was give me five minutes alone in the bathroom <laughs> with fingers under the door. Like really? Right. Absolutely. And you're very much in that stage right now. A hundred percent. And you don't, nobody, nobody who hasn't gone through that stage would ever think that's sane and reasonable. And it can right. really lead us to a grief of, well, what happened to that woman who wanted more, you know, mm-hmm. who wanted these mm-hmm. other things or lived these other things, went out on Saturday nights or, you know, attained things for herself. So talk, talk a little bit about it being okay to grieve, but how not to get stuck in that grief and end up resenting your life. Yeah, no, you're a hundred percent right. I, and that grief, I think, is is a very real thing. And I think it's a hundred percent okay to acknowledge that, right? To say, like, you know, this is how I'm feeling, right? Because yeah. if if I if I don't acknowledge that and I don't accept that, then again, I'm falling into the shoulds. I shouldn't be feeling this way. I should feel this way instead. I should be grateful. I should whatever, right? And so I think that level of acceptance and acknowledgement and validation is really important. But then again, like you said, we don't want to get stuck there, right? So then we can kind of say, okay, what can I do about that? And I think there's really a couple things. You know, one is 
And I would say even first and foremost, building on this idea of acceptance is just accept that this is our stage of life right now, you know, and that doesn't and mean that it's going to be our stage of what life it is. forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I think that's, that's the other thing that we have to grieve is I think we all tell ourselves that we have a tribe of women around us who will be honest with us. <laughs> and I remember saying to one of my friends once in a, in a situation where, where my youngest was very small. And I said, why? Cause she had gone through an exact same experience. I said, why didn't you ever tell me? And she was like, cause I didn't want to like discourage you. <laughs> yeah. You go through that grief of like, wait a minute. I thought I had people who would help me through this and be honest with me. And we're all so busy being competitive or dealing with our own mental, you know, language on all of this that we don't. So we're always pioneering our own way. And that can feel very lonely and, and add to that grief. And I would say too, that, you know, it, I think there can be sometimes this either or, right? Either we don't talk about it or it's negative, right? You know, oh, you yes. must be so overwhelmed. You have your hands full. Just wait till this thing happens. You think it's hard now, right? Like, oh. and it's just this hyper negativity or we don't talk about it. Right. And, and I'm not we, saying and, false and the people positivity. who say that to us think they're giving us empathy and instead right. they're draining our they're just our and again, feeding into yeah. the shoulds, because maybe I have all of my kids out and we're at the grocery store, but maybe I was having a lot of fun. And now that person who said, oh, you have your hands full. Now I'm like, you know what? I You're right. I am exhausted. Yeah, they just <laughs> and it just you. deflated yeah. my entire balloon. I'm not saying that false positivity is the yeah. the the alternative or the the antidote to that, right? But I what I think the antidote is is again like acceptance, right? And acknowledging where I am right now, you know, and say, okay, you know, maybe at X, Y, or Z stage of my life, I could go to the bathroom by myself. And I didn't even have to tell anybody I was going to the bathroom. But now not only do I have to clear it with somebody else, I'm still not going to the bathroom by myself, even if I did clear it with somebody else because they followed me. Right. And it's like, even if you've got three people trying to entertain your kid, they're still going to follow you to the bathroom. Exactly. Because you're the most important person in their world. And that's really hard, but it's also really a beautiful thing. Right. And again, I think that relates back to how do I identify my strengths, right? Is like, let's talk about that for just a minute, like holding that intention Mm -hmm. in the tension of that and knowing that's okay. Right. Both and it's, it's, we are constantly as mothers having to reconfigure ourselves as the fulcrum of the seesaw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there's the tension of the shoulds. There's the tension of the what is, there's a tension of the good and the difficult. And if we can allow that to start to flow through us instead of break us in half Mm -hmm. and flip us back and forth, that's that first, you know, that's that step that's so important to remember. And and taking that back, right. And taking that back to identifying our strengths, right. Being able to say, you know, okay, I am maybe, that most important person in in this little child's world, right? Or I am maybe that person who like, you know, sets the tone of the mood for my family, or I am the person who knows where all the stuff is in the house, whatever (laughs) it is, right? It's like, again, all of that can be so frustrating, but it, it also speaks to who you are and what your strengths are, right? You are organized, you are thoughtful, you are focused, you are, you know, capable are loving, of multitasking, you, you're loving, yeah. you're, 
you know, you're patient, you're kind, you're a good listener, you're attentive, you're whatever, right? Like stepping back and accepting, okay, this is where I am in my life right now, right? What's helping me be effective? What am I doing well in that? And I know that voice of all the things that you're not doing well at, all the things you think you're failing at is going to come in as soon as you ask yourself that question. And that's okay. And that's normal. And that's part of like the grief and the challenge, right? But taking a second to take a deep breath with that and say, okay, all of that aside, I'm aware of all of that one way or another. What am I, what am I doing well? Right. And then ask yourself, okay, write down, you know, write down, what are you doing well? And maybe even make that a practice over, you know, a week or two weeks so that you can start thinking this way of writing down each day, at least one thing that you're doing well. Right. And then sit down and look at that list and say, what is the strength? that I brought to that situation that allowed me to do that well, right? You know, I broke up that fight between my kids. Okay, maybe I'm a good problem solver, right? Or, you know, I, you know, comforted that kid when they were crying. Okay, I'm empathetic. I'm comforting, right? I'm patient. You know, you know we I'm spend patient. so much time telling ourselves that we lack patience because right. as mothers, we're carrying the Herculean weight of being patient all the time. Right. <laughs> Actually acknowledge that and write that down so you can look back at it. And yes, strengths. It's so important. And that doesn't mean that doesn't mean we're going to be perfect at it all the time, right? right? Just like you said, you know. But it's we're we're expressing those strengths in some way in certain situations, right? Yeah. All of those strengths are what makes you who you are. It makes you who God created you to be. It makes that makes you that unique and unrepeatable person, right? And those are the strengths that God gave you to help you be effective in other situations and and help you kind of navigate where you are in your stage of life right now. And also as you move into the next one. That's exactly where I want to go with that, because it's that idea of it might not be perfect. Maybe maybe you really were patient when you were nursing that baby for the fifth time that night. And you've you've gotten like 15 minutes of sleep the whole night. And yeah, you were patient. You didn't crack up completely. Um, But you're saying I wasn't patient enough. We're becoming, you know, we we are so taught that when we're, we're before we are mothers, we've become, we're adults. We've got it all together. The world says there she is. And then all of a sudden we have children and we think we're devolving. We think we're crumbling, but no, God's really using those step-by-step I've done this. I was patient. I was empathetic. I was all those things that you just named to allow us to grow in more of those things. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's frustrating and you just don't want to grow anymore, but it's useful. And if we can name it and like you said, write it down. And I can hear moms listening to us right now screaming, I have no hands to write anything down with. (laughs) Write it down somehow. You know, mm-hmm. and speak it into your phone and write it down later if you have to. Exactly. But it's so important to write it down, to acknowledge it, and to have it in a place where you can go, even if it's just like a spiral binder, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Have it in a place where you can go back and look at it on those days where you need somebody's voice to tell you that you are those things because you need your voice and you need the voice yeah. of God with you to hear that. And writing that down gives you that. 
keep track of it each day on your planner, right? As you're yeah. scheduling every other 8 million things you're doing. Right? But <laughs> and to your point, I'm becoming, right? I think that's such yes. a beautiful word to use. And a friend of mine, not too long ago said to me, you know, I'm so glad we gr- get to grow up together, right? Like, and you, should, you know, this is our first time through life, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, like you said, like, we think like we're adults, right? Like, I should have it all together. And again, there's the shoulds, right? But this is all of our first time through life. Like, let's give each other a little bit of grace, right? Let's give ourselves a little bit of grace. Let's compliment each other. And let's stop competing with each other. Because we're not running the same race here. You know, and And I I, want to I want to speak to that, because that might be a confusing phrase to some of our listeners. You know, you're not saying we get a second chance here. But what it is, is we have for no practice in this. This is the first time any of us exactly. And but the good news is, is that what it's preparing us for, and I don't want to get hyper preachy here, but what we need to move into eternal life is an openness to what God's doing in us and a, a willingness to work through the virtues that he's calling us in particular to go grow through because everything, every single saint is known for some different kind of virtue or different way of representing the virtues. So it's him working in us step by step. So so saying, hey, I've never done this before. You know, if if your kid gets on a bike for the first time and falls over, like most kids will, you're not going to yell at them because, you know, they've never done it before. It right. all takes practice. And we've got to give ourselves the bandwidth and the grace to practice. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that question of kind of like, how can I give myself that grace to kind of practice, right? And, and and going back to kind of what we were talking about, you know, originally with, you know, kind of our main point of, of kind of discovering who we are in each stage of life. I think practically one of the best ways for us to do that and to continuously navigate this question is to just really start to practice in each moment, especially those most frustrating moments, <laughs> taking a second, pausing, taking a deep breath and saying, what's going to set me up for success in this moment, right? Yes. What strength do I have that can help me find success in this moment? That helps take me out of the past. That t- helps take me out of the present and all of the worst case scenarios of like what my kid's going to turn out to be if they don't share in this exact moment, right? It yep. takes all of that away and just says, how can I address this moment in the way that I need to and with the strengths that I uh, I have because of who I was created to be? Yes. And, and twofold, if you've been writing it down, and giving yourself the credit you're due. And we are all so afraid to give ourselves any kind of credit because maybe you're not humble enough. No, it's the Holy Spirit giving you a list that you can go back to. So writing it down when you feel like you've been successful or exercise some form of virtue or strength in your life, write it down so you can go back to it. But also if you're in that position where all you want to do is go cry in the bathroom alone, you're not alone. You know, say, God, give me the wisdom to see what I need here, what strength I need to exercise in this moment. And we're not talking about huge ones, you know, the wisdom of on high, where suddenly we have the answer to every sibling fight ever, or we can, you know, materialize a whole new dinner when our kid is, you know, dropped the other one on the floor because it tastes funny. It's not, it's what do I, what, what do I need? What strength do I need in the next minute? 
in the next five minutes to keep us all together or to move to the next phase of the day or whatever that is, think small and don't be afraid to ask God for the answer. Because as alone as we can feel as mothers, we're never completely alone. Right. No, it's 100% true. And, you know, just knowing that I think I really take comfort in, you know, any pain, any challenge, any, you know, experience I'm going through, God experienced, right? Jesus himself experienced and went through that pain and went through that, you know, confusion, right? And challenge and, you know, all of those different things. And so just to be able to go to God and say, like, I know, you know, how this feels, right? (laughs) Like, you know, I know I'm not alone here. And I need to borrow some of that, what you learned as a human being on earth. I need you to send that grace and some of that knowledge and some of that, whatever it is I need right now, because it's really, 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 really hard right now. Exactly. And also, again, give yourself a chance to celebrate it. Yes. If you're going through a next moment, because as you were mentioning, all these people will say, wait till it's hard. Wait till they hit this age. Wait till they, first of all, I can tell you that 90% of the people who told me that when I would have my kids at church and they'd be like, oh, they're cute now. Just wait till X right. age. They were wrong. They're wrong. Yeah. You know, and if that was their trial for them, that doesn't mean it was the trial for me and my kids. I don't try Yes. But don't take on other people's stuff. And if you're having a good moment, if it's a good 30 seconds, if your kid is in the bathtub or actually eating more than two bites of food or whatever it is, or you're just having fun, you're blowing bubbles. And it's like you both get to be kids together for a little while. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Because I'll tell you the one thing that I see with mothers who are at the kids leaving the nest or empty nest level is the regret that they have because they didn't allow themselves to just internally, internally take it in and say, this is really nice. I feel really good right now. Or I did something well, or this is really working. And just say thank you to God and to yourself. And that can actually be a that can actually be a really impactful practice for us and for our kids, especially if we vocalize that, like what went well today, right? We focus so much on the 800 things on my to-do list that I didn't get done or this fight that happened or, you know, what I should have said or what happened. No, like along with writing down, like, what did I do well today? Just like, what was good today? You know, so that you can acknowledge that in the moment. And maybe even after the fact, as you guys are, you know, you're getting your kid ready for bed, you can talk about, I loved getting to do this thing with you. Or I saw that, you know, I, I loved your kind heart when you did this thing today. Or, you know, this thing was so special that I got to experience that with you. Or whatever it was, that can change everything in our mindset and in our relationship with our kids. Yes. And it's all, I think you're right. It's awesome to do as a last thing before bed kind of thing with them because it's um, too easy to just feel like bedtime can be torture. And on right. some nights, you know, so really the last, at least in the last phases of the night, being able to do that. Yeah. So, you know, this is good because then you're both feeling connected to each other and in a good place. And that's a wonderful thing. Again, it's not everything is perfect. I'm not perfect, but there's a lot of good. 
There's a lot of good and God's there for us. Rachel, this is wonderful. Let's do this a lot more often on Momfidence. That's if I can talk to do it. <laughs> I would love that. This is, this is so wonderful. And I think that the, my one takeaway on this is, and I we've said this for a long, long time, but it's really true. It doesn't matter what age or stage you are at as a mom. Like being a mom is being a mom forever. And it doesn't yeah matter you're still going to go through the same things in different ways and a lot of it is a blessing a lot of it's really good so we just have to be there for each other as best we can be honest be supportive and yeah. be honest and supportive with ourselves even when you don't have a tribe around you absolutely no this was wonderful thank you so much okay, thank you see you next time thanks for joining me today for this confidence moment if you want more encouragement, come on over to momfinance.org for the blog and other confidence-boosting resources.